Want more podcasts? Head over to gmg-podcast.com to get more Grands of My Gears clips and exclusives. Let's do it. Here we go. Another episode of Grind My Gears, and we have the powerful Bruce Calero. How you doing, brother? Good, brother. How are you? I'm all right. And uh, I mean, you are a powerhouse in the business industry. Uh, you're really doing really big things in the supplement game and in business right now. And it's a pleasure to get to talk to you and get to pick your brain, get Thank to you. get to explore what's going on in that business mindset head of yours. <laughs> so, um, First thing is, how's everything going? How are you doing? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. Normally, I see you in the gym, but uh, haven't been yeah. there in a while because I've been grappling a lot. So, how are you been yeah. keeping and all that kind of jazz? So, in terms of uh, training, I uh, tore my meniscus a couple of months ago, and uh, so I'm back to training now. Yeah, I had to take some time off from fighting, but uh, I, I still kept training. I, I did cardio that I was uh, able to do. I swam, I uh, lifted weights, um, and then I went back to yoga. Yeah. And I found that yoga helped a great deal in my recovery. And then yesterday, I just went for stem cells and PRP. So you're still living the dream even when you're injured. <laughs> I just, I, I can't yeah. take time off. Yeah. And I, I've been there before, too. I've torn my meniscus. And luckily for me, the way it flapped over, they didn't have to repair it. Like, I tore my ACL the first time, and they sewed it back on. But the second yeah. t- the second time I retore it, it just like it flapped in a way where it didn't bug me. Right. It's only certain days I'll feel it lock up a little bit and then I just kind of yeah. like take take a day off and then it kind of just settles down. Is that right. the same, same for you? You didn't do the surgery, did you? No. Um, it's, it's similar to yours. It's not at a point where um, I, I need the surgery. If I if I damage it further, I will need it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go until I fuck it up and then uh, I'll get the surgery. Right. It, that's exactly what I do. Except unfortunately, it doesn't work out so well for me if I fucking have surgery. The grappling doesn't bother your injury? No, not the meniscus. No. What I do find, though, is sometimes I'll get like a sliding event where I feel like my knees slide in the meniscus yeah. a little bit. And what I've learned to do is because I'm continuing fighting is when that happens, it happens mostly when I'm hitting pads. Uh, and I didn't get a good warm up in. And yep. when it slides, I actually just like fall on the floor and cave. And everyone's like, looks and he's like, yo, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Because when I feel like when I resist the slide, that's yep. what, that's when the damage is done. So I've learned to kind of, because, because I'm a jujitsu guy, I've learned to flop on my ass my whole entire life. <laughs> so right. it's, so it's not a bad deal. Like it's not a bad deal for me to just like give out and fall on the floor and play guard if I need to. Right. Sure. But uh, so now, one of the things that I love about you is like you run this successful company, you do all, you, you, you have good people, but you run the successful company. You, and one of the big things that I preach with my business and my training business is practicing what you preach. How important is that for you to keep going uh, for the duration of how successful your business is and for the future to keep doing things like this, even though, like, like you just said, most people would take months off and do nothing after a meniscus injury. I, like I have clients that I've worked with who, you know, they have a bursitis in their knee and they take a year off. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I think you need to live by example, right? I mean, you can't have, 
you, you know, what, what I find recently is that a lot of people will tell me that I inspire them or that I motivate them because of my age and, you know, my, my output or the way that I look, that it's inspiration to them. So that's a very big responsibility for me. Yeah. And uh, I take that very serious when someone tells me things like that or they ask me for advice. So if someone is actually coming to you and honoring you, asking you for your advice on how to better their life, that's a fucking huge responsibility and a yeah. gift. So I find that I need to lead by example. I can't, ex I can't expect to inspire others and I'm sitting on my ass or I yeah. can't. Um, so you need to walk. You need to uh, walk the talk. Yeah. And now I want to dive into entrepreneurship and business because that's like really what well it's not what you're known for you know for martial arts and a lot of other stuff but you've embraced this this business life rather amazingly and you've done really well at it so Thank first you. first thing i wanted to kind of pick your brain at is what is like meaning what does an entrepreneur mean to you like what like we have all these different meanings of this and people throw around like everyone hashtags i'm an entrepreneur yeah, hashtag yeah. this Right, and I'm they influencer or I'm a model, like, fuck I, off. yeah, exactly. So, what does it mean to you in terms of the scope of the things that you've done and where you're going with business? Well, well, I think an entrepreneur is anybody that pursues a passion for them that goes against the societal norm and does what feels good for them. Like, I'm incredibly blessed that I've been able to make a living doing something that I, I love, you know. Yeah. The photography, working for Playboy and all that, and the, doing the comic book covers, that to me is just hobbies, but I truly love doing it, right? So if yeah. you can do what you are passionate about, or if you can do what you're good at, and then just keep going forward to that goal, whatever it is that that goal is for you, then you will ultimately have success. And that's not to say that you're not going to get knocked off, uh, yeah. distracted, set back i mean i've had horrendous fucking mistakes yeah i've, li I've, I've listened i listened to some of the other podcasts you've done and, I, and i've heard about that um and i mean we don't need to go if someone wants to know about them they can go listen to those ones but uh it, there's always that everyone always thinks it's like you start a business and everything goes up right yeah where it's it's it's, not, it's almost like you know the you know the old graph that goes around social media or life of a fighter where oh you win a fight and then you go yeah 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 it, it, i i i view entrepreneurship as the same thing because the same thing. there's last to be on a growth spurt like i am currently um you at least know that a if you get knocked down you'll get back up yeah i mean as we spoke in my prior uh, prior podcast i've i've been knocked down really fucking bad yeah. But if you know that you've gotten back, it's just like if, you know, if I, if I punch you, my heart is fucking punched and I knock you down and you're like, and you get up and you're like, okay, bitch, that was nothing. <laughs> you know that you can handle it again. So now you have more confidence. So if you know that you can get knocked down and get back up, it's a plus. And if you know that there are going to be knockdowns moving forward, then you're not devastated when they happen. Yeah. And you could fully, fully fucking expect that there's going to be setbacks, there's, either your own mistakes, other people's mistakes, extraneous X factors that you just couldn't have calculated. All that shit happens. I, and one of the things I think we're going to, obviously we're going to see a lot of businesses fail in the next couple uh, months and years. But one of, the, one of the things that we're also going to see is 
a lot of really good businesses because some of the people around me, like the same people around you who have survived and we know them really well, um, they embrace this challenge of the pandemic because uh, in certain industries, uh, there wasn't much you can do, right? In terms right, yep, sadly. And there wasn't much you could, like you could have, a, you know, a couple privates behind closed doors, but you couldn't, there, at the end of the day, there wasn't much certain industries could do. Like my wife's in the hair industry. There wasn't much she could do other than. 100%, my girlfriend's in the hair industry. And so there wasn't, and what that has, I think we'll see in the future is, really strong entrepreneurship coming out of that because the ones that did survive and will survive and i'm not saying that the ones that didn't survive did, did anything wrong some i know some of them where it's it is what it is it's shit luck and money ran out and that that is what it is but the other end of that spectrum is you're going to see a lot of really great businesses come out of this uh who were able to pivot and were able to you know find other ways to give their product and their services despite the fact you had to and it's, I, I agree 100 percent with you it was very unfortunate first of all i think this whole pandemic thing was was bullshit yeah that's a that's another conversation when uh this would be an example of an x factor that no one could have seen coming yeah you know i, I know businesses gen, generational businesses that had to go under because of yeah. this bullshit but you had if you had the opportunity to do something else what else could you do? You, you had to take it. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to pick your brain about is when you have young entrepreneurs. So one of the things I also think is going to come out of this whole shitty, dumbass government fuck up of a, a, a situation that we've had yeah. is you're well, I'm seeing it and I'm hearing it from some of my clients is you're I'm seeing a lot of people leaving the traditional workforce because they figured out that it's not for them during the time off that they had to take. And they're starting to do their own thing now. They're starting to, uh, well, when businesses close, other businesses have to open, right? It's just a cycle right. life. What kind, of, what kind of uh, advice do you have for people who are saying, okay, I actually want to start being an entrepreneur in the thing that I love to do. Like, cause a lot of the time people don't know where to get started. They think they need a whole bunch of capital to get going. They think they need a whole bunch of things. And obviously you've done it from the ground up. What kind of advice? I just got divorced. I had fuck all. Yeah. There's this common misconception in the industry that I, I came from money or I had invested. I had fucking nothing. Yeah. So, so sometimes when I show the things that I have, the cars or the house, it's not to degrade people or put them down or rub their face in it it's like i'm fucking nobody special and i've achieved this so can you yeah so when it comes down to people looking to start their own business you see the problem with that is that everybody during the pandemic is like fuck it i don't like working for somebody or i don't like this nine to five bullshit yeah. or i don't want to go into the office every day if you're looking to start your own business to avoid that you're making a big fucking mistake because your nine to five is now nine to midnight. You know, that nine to five that you get your paycheck every two weeks is like, uh, I can't afford to take a payroll for myself this month. Yeah. So there are gives and takes for every scenario. But like I said, if, if you are adamant about starting your own business, you need to take a look at what you are offering. You need to look at what your competition is doing. 
and one of the, my DPs at work, Jason Bell, has always, he's always, when we're developing products, we're always like, what could we, uh, what could we be different? How can we be better? And so take a look at whatever product you want to put out, yeah. take a look at your competition and how can you be better than they are? What can you do differently than they're doing? And it can't always be price because yeah. then if you're only selling on price, there's always going to be someone who's going to do it for cheaper than you are. And then you're fucked. And then, yeah, exactly. Well, like think about simple manufacturing. If it's a simple product, like you might be able to source it from Canada, for example, but mm -hmm. some guy might source it from China. Yeah. At the end of the day, consumers don't give a fuck when it comes down to like a situation, like an environment that we're in right now where inflation is super high yeah. and people are struggling to uh, put food on the table. If they need something for just say, just this in our industry, say something as simple as exercise, they need resistance bands. They're not going to go to the fucking Canadian made store. That's $10 more in, right. times, in times of turbulence. They're going to get the cheapest fucking thing impossible, right? 100%. The only caveat to that is if you've established like perfect sports is not the cheapest brand on the market. Yeah. But we've established ourselves in terms of quality and integrity behind the brand. So therefore when somebody is willing to take perfect sports, they know they are getting the very best and they know they're getting what they pay for. And in my industry, sadly, that's not always the case. No, uh, well, that, that's why it's such a tough industry. The sub, I don't think people understand well, how tough the supplement industry is because it, it's almost like, like fitness is the same way, but it's almost like going into such a, it's a watered down thing. Everybody at one point thought they could put out a supplement line, right? Sure. Right. Every, celebrities that did Exactly. It. I was just about to say that every celebrity, like I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Hart comes out with another fucking hey, line. Bro, fuck he just came out with a supplement line. Oh, geez. It's like, like, come on, man. Like, at the, yeah. I understand he's a businessman and he's a great businessman and he's a great yep. comedian and, and he's a pretty decent actor. I wouldn't say great actor. He's but, either getting fucking formulaic. Like, it's always the same shit. You're so, always seeing that like look on his eyes. Like, that yeah, fucking... And, and uh, going back to what... But to uh, Kevin Hart, I, some of his movies are getting... He's throwing in those little woke... Um, uh, little scenes here and there. And we're like, why the fuck did you have to put that in there? I had no bearing in the movie. I'm so against this woke movement. I am consistently getting on into arguments on Facebook because of it. I just, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Me, Netflix me. is just riddled with this woke agenda. Well, I mean, this is an example from just this morning. My brother posted on one of my posts just, uh, and he was talking about how he can still beat me in basketball and baseball. And I was like, I'll still beat you, old man. And I got censored. Like, they said that that inciting hate and violence. I put it on my story. Go check it out. It's fucking bullshit. Like, all I said was, I'll beat you at both sports, old man. To my, to my older brother. Like, we're just, we're just, like, that, apparently I'm inciting hate. That, that's the kind of, well, culture that we're dealing with. Anyway, back, back to the topic at hand, because we could go on all day about that bullshit. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted to touch on is that a lot of big-time business guys, they always preach okay if you want to be successful in business you have to dedicate 24 hours a day to it you have to to grind your ass off you have to go to bed late get up early um i'm an entrepreneur and i i don't view it as that because i think that a lot of success has comes with balance uh but, but there is a grind that comes to building a good sustainable business like 
I'll, I'll give myself as an example is like at the start of the pandemic, I had to really put in significant hours to build a client load and a support system where if there was a lockdown, I would still be okay. But that was because I had to build the infrastructure to get there. Yeah. Right? Um, I wanted you to touch on like, obviously right now you have, like you always say, you have a great team at perfect sports, but what is the grind like to get there? And how do people get to the point where they can maintain and build a great business, but still not get to the point where they hate the business that they built because they haven't spent so much time. You said it perfectly. There has to be a balance, but I'm not going to lie. You're going to have to do whatever it takes in order to get to these sort of mini thresholds that you need to go to the next level. Yeah. So um, it's not for the weak hearted and it's not for the lazy. There's, there's a certain comfort in knowing every two weeks you're going to get paid. Yeah. And, and when you have, and especially for people that have responsibilities, when I first started the supplement company, I had no responsibilities. Yeah. So, if you have responsibilities going out on your own and risking your livelihood is is much is is much harder when you have kids a wife partner whatever it is yeah but you need to do whatever it takes to get to where you want to go and if that means hustling that means hustling but there you can't burn yourself out because then you've completely fucked yourself yeah right now let's take someone who's a personal trainer yeah, that's exactly what we that's exactly what I'm doing, right? So that's exactly right. our business. So you are your sole source of income. If you get sick, you're not training anybody, you're not getting paid. Yeah. So um sort of people of that ilk need to be very conscientious of balance of their own health. They can't kill themselves getting to the next level because there won't be a next level. Yeah. And there is a certain amount of self-restraint required. Well, I'm glad you used that example too, because that happened to me with, with the burnout because, because I had to hustle and grind so much during the pandemic. I'm lucky that our, our business model is mostly in-home services and online services. So it didn't get affected by a lockdown so much, but I was getting to the point where I was putting in so many hours to, because when something like, that happens when a pandemic well i'm it will happen again but when a pandemic happens you have and when i say that i'm saying that as a complete conspiracy theorist right now it will happen again you're preaching to the choir i 100 percent believe that come this winter there's going to be some fuckery yeah so the problem with what happened was is it as a, a small business owner it creates a sense of anxiety every now and then when these changes happen and my wife can testify to this is like I was going two years hard straight, two hard years. And in December of last year, I crashed. Like I mm-hmm. took two weeks off for the holidays and it was it just wasn't enough. And then lo and behold, we go into another lockdown. And then I had a complete, I wouldn't say breakdown, but I had to take a whole month and a half and step back. I did the bare minimum to keep things going, but it was uh, like, I had a little bit of a mental health crisis and I'm, I'm mad enough to admit First of all, fucking much respect for you to admit that. Most people won't admit, especially men, when they're struggling. So good on you for that. And I had this this mental health crisis. And what it ended up doing is it ended up fucking up my stomach. I couldn't digest food. I couldn't keep things down. And I, I, you know, 
I've always had a weaker stomach in terms of digestion, which thanks. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Perfect Sports. Your guys' stuff helps out with my digestion a lot. Um, Thank you. Uh, but it was getting to a degree where, like, I'm like, this is abnormal. Like, I, I, why is this happening? And it was because of stress, stress, anxiety. Yeah. 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 Every your digestive system is 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 linked to your anxiety levels. Yeah. So if you're ever stressed out or anxious, uh, you're either gonna shit yourself or you don't want to eat, or you're going to be constipated. Like there's a direct link between your mood and your body. Yeah. And, and like, it's, we're, we're accepting that more. Yes. We're, and the problem I had was I am a fighter at heart, mm -hmm. but I take, as I transition in life, I'm taking that fighter mentality into business. So yeah. while, while I never had, a financial issue or we were never financially set back from any of the lockdowns i viewed it as a negative because it limited my growth opportunity my opportunity to build on my brand build different products do the things that i wanted to do so every time these cycles of things happen i got that anxiety of like fuck there goes my plans for the next six months i have to put them on the back burner and that's what that's what contributed to that in the increased stress, the increased anxiety, and which led me to that point. And one of the things I want to, to, to convey to people is like, as a business owner, that is your red flag that you need to slow the fuck down. Still do the, what you need to do to keep things going. But, and my advice is like, I'm never going to get there again. I've learned my lesson. Uh, whenever I feel like that, whenever I feel like I'm getting a little too much, I take two, three days off. Right. And, I get my exercise in, I maybe go get a massage and I yep. hang out with my kids and my family and I recenter myself to remind myself, okay, these are the important things. Business will be there. You've done the hard grind of setting up the infrastructure where you're okay to take a day off. You're okay to take a day, two days off, but I'm still in that mindset where when I take a day off, I feel so fucking guilty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's your mind fuck. So two things I want to discuss about what you just said. First of all, perspective so i looked at things during the lockdown i uh, my company was blessed enough to grow 40 percent over last year's sales the, the year's sales prior despite yeah. the lockdown so now you have two perspectives you can look at uh you could be grateful for the growth that you did experience you can be grateful for the fact that you still were able to survive you were still be able to provide and you didn't get fucking smashed by the lockdown or you could take the perspective of well I grew 40%, but I probably could have grown 80%. Fuck, this sucks. This is shit. I'm pissed off. Fuck my life. Yeah. Which one is healthier? Be grateful for what you did have or be riddled with anxiety and anger over what you could have had. Yeah. Like, and if you survived a fucking lockdown, many people didn't. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not chastising you because right. I, I was here for a little bit. Yeah. But you do need to... Um, appreciate what you have and you learn now you just told me you know if this happens again i'm not going to go back to that red zone i'm gonna i i know when my body's revving a little too high and i'm gonna chill the fuck out for a little bit and relax that lesson that you learned is priceless yeah and how many late nights have you had to do because there's always that uh stigma around like uh you know really successful business owners you know they're grinding late at night to, to get things done Elon Musk sleeping on the floor of the thing. And, and, and in a sense, yes, I've done it. It has its place. But how, 
how important is it to you to like you know if you're meeting a deadline or you or you just have this do what's got to be done dude. yeah like we have some really really big fucking projects and there's there's uh an affiliation that i'm going to announce hopefully in the next week or two that is a really really big deal for my company and uh we have new products coming out uh we we just landed a huge chain that we're going to be announcing shortly you need to do what you got to do but you also need to be conscious of the fact when you are burning out like yeah. if you can't afford to take a step back when you're meeting a deadline or you're hitting a goal you need to promise yourself that when you hit that goal you need to chill out a little bit you're going to take a couple of days off you're going to recenter i meditate every morning yeah it uh it gets me centered it gets me you know it gets me going on the day in the proper way but when you start to feel and everybody knows those signs anxiety and depression for the most part is your body saying hey asshole slow down right here you know i'm i'm, I'm sending you a fucking signal you're shitting yourself you're anxious what more do i need to tell you that you need to take a step back reassess and and go a little slow yeah and when we talk about perfect sports and entrepreneurship there's always that pressure to innovate now i know you yeah. guys are always coming out with new like you said you have a lot of new projects coming yeah. in the pipeline we have a product coming out in january that is you, you always hear companies this is a game changer this is this is awesome what we're going to release in january and what kind of pressure do you feel as an as a growing brand to innovate and constantly innovate as a, a company and as an entrepreneur well i don't innovate merely for like i really don't care about the money so much anymore like yeah the companies are very stable we're on a, a massive growth uh, trajectory i innovate because i feel that i owe the people that take my products the best in science if there's something new that can help somebody perform better yeah. uh, or e even myself i mean this all my companies were started merely because i wanted to perform better yeah. so i wanted to take the best protein so i came up with my own so when we innovate and we bring out products it's because there's something newer out there or something that could be designed better that will allow you to perform better that's when, why when you guys are looking to quote quote innovate are there like specific keys that you're looking at in competitors to to base that off of or is it, is it leading the way in the industry and the competition isn't really offering me much in terms of look what they did we need to beat it yeah um because of our infrastructure because now i'm in 30 countries i have access to a lot of uh uh training sort of theories or new sciences or new uh, new ingredients that are coming up and then again, we play around with the concepts, you know, how will this allow someone to perform better? How will this allow for someone to recover better? How will this allow someone to burn fat faster? Yeah. And if that, if those ideologies are available to us, then we, I feel that we owe it to the, the people to, to give it to them. Now, what you just said, look what they did. We got to beat it. Yeah. I feel like that's sometimes a dangerous mindset for certain businesses because it takes away from what the core of the the entrepreneur and the business owner was focusing on to, at the start like every business and every entrepreneur has a uh an intention when they start and most of it is a good intention most of the time um you feel like when you get into that like obviously we want to crush competition and 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 do better than everybody like 100 percent. 
But you find like when you're so fixated on what other people are doing, you lose sight of what- 100 for sure. It's like a fight, brother. Yeah. You got to be aware of what that guy's doing and what he's capable of, but fuck him. Yeah. You need to focus on your goals. You need to focus on your prize. I like to think of it, uh, and it's no secret, I don't like my competition, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can all go out of business tomorrow and I'll throw a fucking party. Yeah. So I'm aware of what they're doing, but now, um, now I'm not, I, I'm, I have no, they're not threatening me at all. I don't think they're doing anything innovative. Uh, to me, they're all just me twos. Yeah. So be aware of what your competition is doing. Don't fixate on it. Keep your mind on what you're doing and just know that at the end of the day, you're going to beat them. Yeah. And in terms of execution and how you guys execute, cause it's, it's very easy. Like, you know, people, when they want to start a business, they'll go and get help and get someone to draw up a business plan. But one of the things that people struggle with is how to actually execute those plans and how to execute yep. those visions. Uh, how do you guys approach, you know, when you take a new product, for example, and you have it on paper, you have the idea, you have the science there. How yep. does it, how does the execution happen? We, we test it with a select group of people. So this new product that we're going to release, in January has been actually being used by fighters and athletes for the last two years Okay. We need to make sure that we had consistent results from these people. Um, because this product actually does, um, it operates on a number of different levels, but we needed to make sure that it would be results were consistent. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, we test our products on people. If it's new flavors, for example, for diesel, um, we'll test it in-house. We'll give it to a bunch of people to see what they think. And uh, then we bring it out. Okay. So basically the execution part comes from you guys just developing your product, putting it, putting it out there in the hands of a specific set group of people and yep. getting, getting the feedback, tweaking it based on, the feedback and then once you perfected that like you like perfect sports once you perfect it you put it out there for the general public 100 but again and, you have to bring out a product and this translate into any industry yeah. you have to bring out something that is in demand or you have to um educate the public as to why they need this product and or why your product is better and that can be expensive yeah so that's why sometimes a lot of companies will wait and allow someone to bring out a product and then just knock it off because they don't have to educate yeah. the public as to why, you know, this product is, you need this product, dude, like this, you need this. Yeah. And then this other company comes out and like, okay, well, ours is just like that. It's $5 cheaper. But what people don't uh, understand is that this company, the first to market generally takes about 70% of the marketplace. Yeah. And perfect sports is growing. Like you said, it's growing at a such huge trajectory right now. Um, yeah, sixty percent. Like that's huge for people who don't <laughs> understand investing. People who don't understand investing, a fucking ten percent return is good. 60 percent yeah. growth is is massive. Yes, it is. Well, what happens? It's, it's all without its stressors, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. My 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 CFO is like Jesus Christ. We are fucking growing so fast. I just had to get another fifty thousand square foot warehouse. Yeah. Because we just can't accommodate. Like right now, I have a fifty thousand square foot warehouse. And we have PF, um, we have other places that ship on our behalf to like yeah. Loblaws or Walmarts or uh, shoppers. But then I needed another warehouse in order to compensate for our growth and growth. for our international growth. And th that's what I wanted to touch on is when you're growing at a, such an insane rate, how do you ensure that the quality 
of the company and the product maintains the same because like I'll take let's look at a big example look look at Amazon right yep. during the during the pandemic they grew tremendously and like I'm not knocking on Amazon they're not going anywhere it's a tr it's a really well run company yep. I fuck I I'm publicly say I own some fucking shares I I, I it's a really well run company but they were growing so much in that start of the pandemic because obviously with all the bullshit they took the market share yep and then what's happening now is you're seeing that they put in all these warehouses, they hired all these workers and they're realizing that growth rate isn't permanent. So now they have to lay off people. Yeah. Now, now they have to like, um, they just announced the web services. So if you're a vendor that sells through Amazon, we do ex expenses go a little bit higher because they're going to be uh, increasing those prices of the cut they take to make up for their losses. How do we ensure like, like, the quality stays the same because like when we look into Amazon, that's a, what they're doing right now. They're still providing a quality service, but they're fucking the people who help them get there. Yeah. yeah. I have a saying that I say at my office, don't fuck the people that brought you to the dance. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would feel more morally horrible is if I started to downgrade the quality of my products. I just think it's a shitty thing to do to people who are putting their money, their, especially their fucking hard-earned money nowadays yeah. on uh, my products and because they want to excel at whatever their profession is, their sport, or just general uh, well-being. Yeah. I just, I morally can't do that. I can't fuck people like that. Well, and well, that just comes back to your martial arts background of integrity, right? It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. Like, uh, I mean, I, I told my professor, like when I was a white belt that I'm going to get my black belt from you. And 13 years later, I got it right. And it was just, a, it's an, an integrity part of, and like, you can go and do business with other people, but you have to remember who, who brought you to that passion, who, who brought you to that level. And, yep. you and, it's very easy. And I see it happens in the MMA world a lot where you have certain guys and there is a ceiling that certain coaches can bring you to. And, sure. then, and then you have to go find some other, but then they just throw them away. They throw what got them there. And then when things get tough again, they always come crawling back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah. that, 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 it's similar in business too, where, you know, if, you throw some of the people who got you to the dance there and then things get tough. You might need them again. And then you fucked yourself because you don't have them available to you. Yeah. In my industry, uh, my competitors during the pandemic, one of my competitors went to their staff and dropped their pay by 50%. Right. I, I didn't do that. So I basically went to my CFO and I said, if we're going to have to start um, cutting down salaries, I will stop taking a paycheck to make sure that everybody gets their paycheck. Yeah. And at the end of the pandemic, first of all, the guy didn't need to do that because he didn't, he didn't really suffer through the pandemic. Yeah. But at the end of that pandemic, he went to all those employees and said, okay, well, do you want that 50% back on your, on your paycheck? What do you do for me to deserve that? So I have people that have been with me for 10, 15 years. If I, you would just be a son of a bitch to those, to, to go to those people who have been loyal to you yeah. and, and struggled with you to cut them off simply to replace them with someone who's going to take a lesser paycheck. Like, holy fuck, you prick. Yeah. I, I just can't see you being able to sleep at night 
to just save my sister was with uh paramount the, the theater company paramount yeah. movies yeah she was there i think 40 years and uh she's just turned 59 and they fucking fired her just so they could replace her with somebody cheaper yeah uh, the same thing i mean my daddy's my dad's old now but the same thing happened to him with at the bank where he was working for the bank and one year before his pension to get his full pension they laid him off and brought in somebody younger so they didn't have to pay out that pension it's it's honestly yeah and like, i understand why people go postal for shit like that like how can you do that i just i i honestly it blows my mind that people could be so fucking cold well and we're not talking about small companies here we're talking about banks they're fucking printing money like nothing right now and they're doing that to people so i mean that's the that comes to show like that nine to like I I don't have anything against somebody who works nine to five for a big company, but I, one of the things I want people to take away from the last three years is that those companies don't give a fuck about you. You're just a, a mostly most, they don't. most of them, right? I don't want to put a generic statement out there. Most of them don't give a shit. If you were to disappear tomorrow, they will replace you, and you would just be another tick on the stat sheet. So that's why it's yeah. imp- important to pursue your passions because when the ride's over you want to make sure that you've left a lasting impression somewhere and it better be with your own shit than with someone else's shit you know what i mean right hopefully that i think if you devote yourself to the company you work for and you show loyalty um that they reward you for that if you can speak to any of my employees and i don't even call them my employees like i don't even like that term like i work with the people at perfect sports yeah i'm no more important than anybody else in that company and any one of those people will say that Perfect is an amazing place to work. Everybody's treated exceedingly well. I pay the best out of anybody in my industry. That's that's fucking great to hear, Bruce. That's that's why I like you. <laughs> that's what, and that's why you guys are doing so well. The one of the things I wanted to touch on was the other part of business is in investing. Now, a lot of there's a lot of um, things to sort of invest in, but one of the things I wanted to ask you is, other than your business is there any other things that you uh invest in personally like stocks real estate anything other bits <laughs> uh any other things you invest in and the, like i said it's a really wide term like you said comic books they gain in value what kind of things yeah, you, fucking nerd yeah i know you and you do great work we're gonna talk about that shortly but what kind of things you you invest in as a businessman in terms of to help grow your personal income and as well as your business uh, capital. Okay, so I, I tried uh, Bitcoin for a little bit. I also got fucked by a scam on Bitcoin. I only lost seven grand, but yeah, I only lost seven. Um, I think people need. I think people need their steady check, right? People. Yeah. I think they need a side hustle, and then when you start to achieve money, you you need to set up things for passive income. Things that are generating money for you where you're not doing shit. The comics, yeah, they're worth a lot of money, but I have no intention of selling them, so I'm fucked. Um, I have a side business where I buy hunter-jumper horses from Europe. I train them, and I sell them in uh, in North America or in Canada, and that's strictly a financial thing. I put the money down for the horses. Uh, Me and my partners, we get them flown in. We get them trained, and they're sold. I have no input into any of it i i invest and i get paid out at the end yeah so that's a nice little uh side gig but 
I, I really don't do too much past that. I don't know enough about stocks, though I do have uh, RRSPs, but yeah. that's handled through my business. At the end of the year, I put a chunk of change down on it. Um, but I have really no other forms of passive income. Now, but it is important. Yeah, it is important. And that term is thrown around a lot. Like people are like people who don't know about investing. Like I want to generate passive income, but the, at the end of the day, passive income is still work. You still have to work to develop that passive income. So yep. I think I think that one of the things that people like the, the the word investing comes around. They get nervous about it, and they're like, "Well, I want to generate." you know, X amount of dollars. Well, the wealthiest people in the world didn't generate a thousand dollars a month extra just out of the fucking blue. It, right. com it comes with uh, a price and the price is doing your research and actually putting up the capital. Like we're right. talking about the, the horse, the horse venture that you're doing. What kind of um, research and kind of uh, hardships did you go with when you were making when you were starting yeah. to make that investment? So buddy who, uh, who, who does all the uh, landscaping? He did my pool and everything else. He's a good friend of mine. He had, he came to me with this opportunity about the horses, and I'm like, "Do you is this? Do you believe in this in this venue?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, here's my money." So that's okay. merely I trust him, uh, Elliot, and um, it was nothing more than that. But you're right; people can't blindly invest in something under the assumption that they're going to make money from it, and then you have to equate, okay. I got to research this new side venture. Is it going to be, everything comes down to your time invested. What is your ROI on it? Yeah. I got to study this new side venture. It's going to take me X amount of hours to generate a possible X amount of money, or I can continue with my hustle, focus on that. You, you need to put your time where it's best served. Yeah. Only when your side hustle becomes your main hustle and you can take a step back from it, then you can start looking at other passive forms of income. Yeah. You got to be fucking smart people. You know, you got to strategize and, and, and be smart with your time and your money. Otherwise you lose it all. And that, that was one of the things I, I learned very quickly was that you're like, for example, when you put your money in a bank, it's not actually fucking there. Right. It, like, know. you know, uh, there's this like people who work uh, nine to five and uh, like, I'm not knocking on it, but then you, you get your paycheck and most of the time now it's directly deposited. Right. Yeah. So you've worked all these hours and then the money goes into your account. And then I've, I've asked a couple of the young guys that I train with, have you ever seen your money? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, no, have you ever physically seen your money that you've made? Like, yeah, it's in my bank account. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, you technically don't have any money because the minute it goes into the bank, the bank is now using that to do their, they're lending that money out to other people. They're lending that money and they're making more money off of your money than you're making on the interest that's there. Right. Of course. And so, like, I'm not knocking on people to take all your fucking money out of the bank, but I, I, I think that it's one of the educational things that isn't taught is how money actually works and when people will understand okay if i have twenty thousand dollars sitting in a bank account doing nothing and this was my wake-up call because we had a bunch of money sitting there and when i did the math we made like a dollar fifty in interest over a fucking year and i'm like that is bullshit whether whether you do some research you pick like a simple blue chip stock like something that you know is very low risk and it like it doesn't have to be a stock it could be anything you'll get a higher return than the bank gives you. 
but that's just a lack of education and like you said it takes time like for like my wife gets mad because I'll, I'll throw on my headphones I'll take some CBD, get a little high, and I'll study balance sheets, man. And then I'll, uh, after like two hours, I'll take it off and be like, okay, babe, here's where we're buying this, this, and this. This is the price I wanted this. Uh, fuck this company. Yeah. Right? You put in the work. You put in the time. That's that's what's separating you from somebody else who, oh, I want to make more money. Okay, how do you want to make more money? Well, I don't know, I, I, but I want to. I, I need passive income. Okay, how are you going to do it? Well, I, I don't know. I just... You need to put the fucking work in, man. You yeah. need to have a plan. You need to have a goal, and you need to execute that plan. Yeah. Otherwise, everything falls apart. Well, and you got to be aware of the fact that that plan, that execution, is going to be riddled with mistakes and potholes, and you got to be able to adjust. Well, like, made, I look at business very much like a fight. Yeah, and I've made a ton of investing mistakes, and I'm very lucky that I've done it at a very low cost so far. Um, and I've been incredibly lucky where some of the mistakes I did make, I had other investments where I could sell those to make up for the losses. So I didn't really lose anything, but I'll like, I'll, I'll give a good example of one of the things I bought into a while ago was Nvidia, you know, the chip maker, they make, nope. the chip. um, and it's actually an incredibly fucking well-run company with a great future. Right. But I ended up selling my position in that because. I sensed a lot of things geopolitically. And this is my wife gets mad. She's always like, you're watching too much fucking news. I'm like, well, I'm actually learning from this. So give me a second. And then lo and behold, come yesterday, uh, the U.S. told NVIDIA they can't sell two of their artificially intelligent chips. And the fucking, it's at a 52-week low. So any profits that, because I bought it before it its last split, any profits that I would have made, I would have fucking lost it. And yes. so... Investing isn't something that you constantly you just put your money in and forget it. There are some investments that you can do that, but most investments you have to constantly be aware of the things that are going on around it, so that when you smell a red flag, you can be like, okay, I'm gonna take at least half out, maybe, maybe I'm gonna return some of it. And those are the things that are lost in some people because they get they see numbers go up, right? They they put some money somewhere, they see numbers go up, they get excited. Good times, good times don't last in business. Good times don't last all the time. And all it takes is one simple geopolitical event. Like Nancy Pelosi fucked NVIDIA up by going over to Taiwan because yep. that is going to fuck that business. Up. And it's a great run business. It has amazing but products. Wasn't there a rumor that Nancy Pelosi knew that there was going to be a government, uh, something to do with the chips, and her husband purchased... Uh, a huge amount wasn't it wasn't it nvidia stock it was nvidia stock yeah right so there's no you know that to me is insider training but nobody's doing shit about that no, right? and, and roblox as well the uh the kids gaming company they bought a fuckload of that drove the price up to 150 and then sold their thing and then it fucking tanked right so the, the there was a whole twitter feed designed it was called pelosi trades and they were tracking Nancy Pelosi's trades by her husband and her and people were buying and making a lot of money because of the, the insider trading. And what ended up happening is Twitter shut that account down because they said it was uh, a, a bad account that was doing something bad. But what it was really doing was Nancy Pelosi called up fucking Twitter and said, shut that account down because yeah. they're bringing too much heat. But like that's I mean, that's a whole nother fucking can of whoop ass to, to get into. I love conspiracy. I just, like, <laughs> it's funny. Everyone criticizes you for being conspiracy theory theorists, yeah. but it seems to me that all the shit that we've been, you know, 
conspiracizing on happened. True. Yeah. I, I, at the start of the pandemic, I, I wish I still had the sheet, but some conspiracy theorist, or I wouldn't call him a conspiracy theorist now, he's a truth giver, but he put out a whole fucking list of everything that would happen. And I wish I had reposted it because I fucking lost the list, but it, everything word for word happened. And it, like, I'm like, it's not really a conspiracy theory anymore, is it? <laughs> it's truth. But they'll still label them as that, right? Of course. Or but, they'll censor it. Or, you know, they'll they'll skew the media image of that person to so that when somebody looks at that individual, they're like, well, he's a crackhead. Or, yeah. you know, he's, he, this society today is so fucked. It is. When we cut, well, let's get back to investing here. When it comes to yeah. per perfect sports, um, obviously you guys are on a huge trajectory in terms of growth and, and your balance sheet is probably looking really good. How does that go into you guys investing in products? Like does, uh, when we talk about investing, when good times are good, is that when you guys look to launch new things or are you always... No. There's a there's a book called The Art of War by Sun Tzu, right? When uh, when you're strong, appear weak. When you're weak, appear strong. And so I sort of take that philosophy in a little bit of a different direction. When we're strong, I want to I want to take a look at the scenarios. If what if this doesn't work out? What if we're weak? You know, I I, I have right currently right now uh, coming from uh, overseas seven hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment because yeah. in order to accommodate our growth. I need to bring in two more production lines. So when you're strong and you're growing, you need to take steps to A, make sure that you can maintain that growth. And B, if you are on a trajectory, do something to make sure that you can keep growing. It, you know, a lot of people become complacent. Yeah. You, know, you know, we make X amount of money. We're good. Let's just keep the status quo. Fuck that. Yeah. Always strive to be better. Always be great. So when you're when you have the possibility to innovate and you see the proper landscape to bring something out do it and what percent of i, I don't i don't need to get into your, your guys business finance but what percent of your uh funds do you guys allocate to that innovation part we don't uh, i don't look at it like that don't look if there's an opportunity to bring out something then i will bring it out so you and will go all in on something if you guys believe it then right yeah for sure if i got something let me put it this way this product i'm bringing out in january if i can guarantee uh that as a fighter or somebody you're gonna make weight yeah by taking a single pill wouldn't you do it fuck yeah i'd do it in a heartbeat you know I hate eating dried chicken breast, man. I don't like right. this that shit. And my right. So we we have something coming out that is going to revolutionize the industry. No fucking no bullshit. And I'm looking forward to it. And it's I I believe you when I say it's going to be good. Uh, when it comes to like all the things we've talked about so far is like investing in entrepreneurship. Uh, one of the things I have a big issue with is our education system. Oh and, God. What and, my my biggest like there's a lot of problems with it but my biggest problem is that it teaches kids to be stuck in this cycle of you go to school to get a good job yeah learn to, the Pythagorean theorem to you'll work, use that fucking day yeah and to work 50 years for some guy 
to get your pension and retire comfortably. And that's what life is like, right? You're a now, cog in a machine. A cog they in a machine. They don't thinkers. They don't want people that are radicals. They want people that are just maintain the status quo because those people are easy to control. You don't want people that are thinking, hey, that's fucked. You know, why are you, you know, why, why are you telling me to do this to my body? It's my freedom of choice and you're enforcing something on me. Yeah. But you have all these motherfuckers that were so compliant. Yes, yes, give me the shots, give me the fucking boosters. Stay home, stay home, six feet away, wear a mask. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's all fucking bullshit. I, even to this day, I see someone wearing a mask, I'm thinking, you fucking sheep. It yeah. infuriates me when I see that shit. Uh, just across here, there's, I saw someone wearing a mask on their own balcony. It was hilarious. I'm like, what the? I, I don't get it, man. You see a motherfucker in their car by themselves wearing a mask. And like, it is, your, it's your fucking face, put whatever on, but like at some point, where does common sense come in? Right. And it's not so common. When did you not take a step back and, and take a look at the big picture? Because, you know, yesterday that uh, they basically said that if you're uh, if you have COVID now, you don't have to sequester yourself for five days yeah. unless you're traveling. If yeah. you come back, you still got to sequester yourself for uh, 14 days. Yeah. So let me get this straight. I test positive for fucking COVID. I can work to um, stay home for five days. But if I travel and come home, then I got to stay home for 14 days. At what point do you think that doesn't really make a lot of fucking sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we can go on for days about that shit. Cause we, I agree with you on everything there, but getting back to what we were talking education, education. Uh, it, it's, they teach people to be a cog in a machine. And like, I, I spoke to my mom about this not too long ago and my mom is an immigrant and she came here and, and she admitted, she's like, we didn't know any better. You know, that's like what, we thought as an immigrant family coming to Canada, like that's what you should do. Right. Um, why now we know where they, they want us to, that there's a kind of a systematic placement of why they want people to be cogs in this machine, but what can people do or what can we do as entrepreneurs ourselves to help change this focus so that in the education system, kids and you know, young adults, high school, going into university even, can see that, hey, you know what? I don't need to be this cog in this. I don't need to take out this amount of X amount of debt to go to school yeah. where I have a talent right now. Like one of the things I'm going to be very adamant on my daughter and my son is like, if I see that they're really damn good at something when they're 13, 14, 15 years old, I'm going to say, go all in. Like, yeah. That's that's what you should if you if you want to fucking bake cupcakes, bake cupcakes, be damn good at it. And by the time you're 21, you're going to not have to worry about whatever. You can take that to another level, whatever, whatever the hell it is. But I'm not going to for one second tell them you need to go to school. You need to go get an education because those things are important, but they're not as important as as previously stressed. You know what I mean? What can we do to kind of help change this narrative that entrepreneurship and and business ownership uh, is an investing for that matter is a good thing well i don't have issue with people that are working nine to five because if everybody was an entrepreneur there would be no businesses because everybody would out everybody would be out doing their own thing yeah but if you have a passion for something and you're good at it and so let's stop that statement right there because you know you also have to be realistic and under because you have you hear that whole oh, uh, artist you know i'm an artist but i'm broke yeah can what you 
what you feel good about doing, what you're passionate about, can it realistically make you money? And if it can, pursue that. And if it can't, you have to decide that whatever that can provide for you, are you going to be happy with that? Because money is not the end all and be all. And then I'll caveat that by saying, well, you know, Bruce says that, but he's got fucking money, so he yeah. should shut his mouth. <laughs> and I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. But money is not everything. No, it's not. You know, if you have a job that you fucking hate going to every day, but you're making money doing it, your life is going to be in conflict. There's no balance. Yeah. So you need, I, I, I firmly believe when people come up to me and say, what should I do for my, my future? I'm going to be like, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? Pursue that if it can make you money. Yeah. If it can't make you money, then just do it as it's on the side and just be All happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's do nothing side gigs. See if you can make money doing it or just do it because it makes you fucking happy. Or do if you're you, regular shit, make your money yeah. and then do what you love to do to make you happy. Or do it in whatever little money it brings in, invest it and grow that fucking money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there's an idea for everybody. <laughs> now, one of the things that you're really damn good at that people don't expect from you is you're a fucking great photographer. Like I, I enjoy seeing some of your art, especially because, you know, some of it is like really, I wouldn't say out there, but it's really innovative. Like it's, it, you, you've managed to capture like these beautiful women and add this spin that you have because you said, like you said, you're a comic, comic book nerd, right? Yeah. And you do a really good job at it. Uh, Thank you. What inspires your creativity for that vision? Because it's something I haven't seen before. It's not a type, typical kind of art that is put out there. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I'm a very visual person. Um, and so I, I'll take something uh, of appeal and then I'll look at it and see what I can do to make it different. Or even just, you know, your standard uh, photo of a woman. Yeah. You know, there's ways that you can do it that separates it from the typical. And I, again, I think that comes just down to my own ego. I like to do things better than anybody else, or I strive to be better than everybody else. But in terms of the artwork, I just, I just love that shit. I love the visual aspect of taking something that's not normal and then making it look real, making it look believable. Yeah. So I, I just, I love being creative. And, do you and I, you know, it extends even to music. Like I play the piano. I just, I, I have a creative aspect. And I think that's also very important for people to, to, to do as well. Do something that uh, allows for your creativity to flow. Yeah. I, I, and I'm going to give an example of that for me. And if like a lot of people don't know, I, I'm a fucking Lego nerd, right? I love Lego, right? Hey, did you see that Millennium Falcon Lego kit? Yeah. But that big motherfucker. I'm gonna send you the the Christmas village because I do a Christmas village. I'm gonna send you the videos of it because it, it, like a lot of people don't get to see it because I think I'm also shadow banned on fucking uh, Instagram. But uh, me too. It, it uh it innovates my creativity, and I, I tell my wife this every time is like when I when I do too much business and fighting stuff and training, um, and I get kind of stuck, and and then I I just go and build something really fucking fantastic out of Lego. Like yeah. I, sp I spent hours out of it and yep. um, I really, I gain a new creativity and then I'm able to go back on the mats or I'm able to go back into business and, and really, Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. One of my babies, one of the babies I'm able to it, it channels that creativity and brings it back and hones me back in. So uh, do you study other artists 
to kind of get your inspiration or is it kind of I, I like looking at other artists uh because i can appreciate i can appreciate what it is that they do right yeah um i i in terms of studying them if you're studying something to emulate their style that i don't do because i have my own style yeah but because i like visual things i will definitely take a look at other artists or comic book covers and uh just appreciate it just just love what you're seeing man it's yeah. just, you know as for you you know someone's gonna say that this guy's a fucking fighter and he builds lego cool man you know when you think the drive of business and the drive of fighting you need that time i call it mental masturbation yeah you need that time to just fuck off from everything serious and chill out for me it's it's drawing or playing the piano or uh playing video games i love playing video games you yeah. need that time to just fuck off from everything else and just and just chill out yeah, because there's be there'll be evenings where my wife is like, she's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay up and and work on this fucking Lego thing, right? Yeah. And and what people don't like realize is with some of these bills, like you have to. There's math involved. You have to get the dimensions right because if you're doing this huge, like for, I'll I'll send you the video of what I did last year. When I'm doing this whole fucking mountain thing. Uh, I need to make sure everything is right because if I fuck it up, I gotta go back, take the whole thing apart. Yeah. And then. Like business, yeah, just like business. So I will stay up all night, and then I'll wait. My wife is like, "What? What time did you go to bed?" I'm like, four And she's like, "What did you get done?" And it doesn't look like I did shit. Like it's not like I built the whole fucking thing in a night. It takes like ten fucking hours just to do a base layer of fucking bricks. Some of those kits are impressive, man. Yeah. Uh, the Star Destroyer from Star Wars. That's insane. That's one of my secrets. <laughs> know where to begin to start on something like that that's one of my secret goals like by the time i'm an old fucking dude i want to be able to have one of my uh, an idea i've created produced by lego because like some of like i don't know if you've seen the lego treehouse uh no but that set was made by a guy who's a nurse and he's just he's a like a lego fanatic and he just did it in his spare time and now he's got there you go passive income one percent of global sales and now he's fucking good right so <laughs> same thing but uh the other thing about your photography is your 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 work is specifically with hot chicks. How hard is it to fucking yeah? I get this question. Yeah, like how hard is it to to be able to like I wouldn't say like be a ridiculous not, not, man. Not, not. Yeah, no, that that and just like like you're taking the photo and be like, oh shit, look at oh, let me just look get out of the lens there for a second. Okay, <laughs> here's the thing. no one's gonna fucking believe me when I say it, and I say this to everybody. I say it to, you know, when I'm looking at something and I'm taking a photo, I am emotionally devoid of any uh, relationship with that girl. To me, yeah. that girl is a part of the prop, part of the image. And um, I, I, when I look at it, I look at it like a final image that I want to see in my mind. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with any kind of sexual stimulation and people are going to say he's full of shit yeah. but it's true when I, I i don't get emotionally evolved in the image yeah. right because that's incredibly that's fucking hard like of all the shit you do what you're what you're saying right now that's the most hard because like i always go back to like when people ask me about like personal stuff about women and stuff i always go back to what joe rogan said in one of his podcasts whenever you think about doing something stupid just go jerk off first and tell me if it's a smart idea after right, <laughs> right? uh 
because that's an incredibly hard thing. Like, I know there's this war on men and this whole toxic masculinity thing, but like, fuck, fuck that shit too. But like, it, it, what you're saying is is incredibly inspiring. For men, men should take that into account because there's this weird thing where everyone thinks that a, a naked female body is uh something that men ogle and that they uh are like perverts about whereas what you're doing is you're there are some i mean there are some yeah but, but what you're doing is producing art and appreciating the female form right right uh so for me it extends on a number of levels uh if i'm in a relationship i'm not going to disrespect the woman that i'm with by fucking the model yeah two uh i need to make like my honor is very important to me and I don't want to jeopardize my honor uh, by ha fucking somebody. And then they go around saying, oh, I fucked Bruce. Or you don't need to pay him. Because this happens a lot in my industry. That you'll get girls offering their pussy in exchange so they don't have to pay. Yeah. I got to get paid. Yeah. So I never, uh, I never traded a photography for in exchange of cash. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I, that's the way I just to cl to clear that up, everybody. Nowadays, my honor is very important. Yeah, because anything that jeopardizes the way people look at me. Because of that, because of the specific kind of photos that you take, it's very easy for these women to, you know, say, "Hey, he did this. He did this," and lie about that shit. I always have a female on the set with me. Yeah, I always have a makeup artist or my assistant on the set because you're right. You know. You never know what someone could possibly do. Well, and, and that's a lesson I took from my uh, my father-in-law. He's actually a pastor, and he is never alone in a room with a, with a female. There's always yep. somebody else there with him. And it's not because he feels uncomfortable. It's because of the stigma around uh, those religious institutions that other assholes have done. Yeah. And have ruined it for him to be able to, uh, you know, be a pastor and... Uh, integrate with females alone so he 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 does the same exact thing if he has to meet with somebody if they want to meet with him to for any counseling or anything there's always somebody else in the room it's never just him because of the, you know some of the dumbass people in the world right and i also do it i also have uh people in the room with me uh to also make the model feel comfortable because listen just because a model shoots new with you doesn't mean it's free pussy okay yeah. and you have unfortunately some people in the industry that take advantage of that or they'll they'll give them the model alcohol or they'll give them drugs and uh like i want the model to feel comfortable i want the model to feel safe and uh i also need to be protected too i don't need any slanderous shit going out well you don't you need know? to be, you you run a successful company you need you don't need to be canceled right imagine dude yeah for sure like there's always someone in the fucking room when I'm doing these shoots. And now, now that we touch on all that shit, because I wanted to get to Crazy Bruce, I wanted to talk on life shit right now, right? Because I, oh. uh, I wanted to, like, I know you're very vocal about how things are going on and how things have went on for the last couple of years. And uh, what do you think about how we are Canada as a country politically right now? In dumpster fire. I think Trudeau is a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. I, I, love, I love it and you're right he's a fucking ass I think he's a simp I think he's fucking weak I think he's manipulative uh, I I completely hate the way uh, things are happening in Canada people are taking advantage of um, you know my personal feeling about the way the pandemic should have went out 
was that the vulnerable should have been taken care of, the elderly should have been taken care of, yep. and everybody else go to fucking work. Dude, you realize we are now uh, vaccinating six-month-year-old babies? Yep. It's fucking ridiculous. And people are fucking okay with that. I, I, I'm not. It's demographic for, for infection, and we're, we are basically vaccinating everybody. No, my my there's no fucking way my kids are getting it but my when when me and my wife got covid there was no fucking chance in hell my kids weren't gonna get covid they got fucking covid and yeah. they literally my my little guy was hot for like had a fever for like 24 hours and was fine and my daughter didn't even get a fever she maybe had a little cough and it's a fucking cold man yeah. and, like i'm not covid isn't real but we this was politicized oh this sure. was this was used as a tool the the media you know you have trudeau giving 400 billion dollars a year to legacy media in order to push his agenda yeah well, how do you expect where is someone going to get the truth so anyone who doesn't really want to do a little bit of research or think outside the box they're going to take what they're being told and think of it as gospel and we did ourselves a huge fucking disservice you know, kids are going to be socially awkward in the in the next generation. For sure, we, we put ourselves back on an education level, an educational level. You have China teaching their fucking kids quantum physics, and we're teaching critical race theory. What the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> it is the 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 problem I see though is yes, like we have this conservative leadership race going on right now. But yeah. My 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 issue is is I don't see too many better options right now i i know like everyone's raving about pierre polyev yeah. but at the end of the day he's still a career politician and and i i put a video on my channel and it, and it got tons of fucking comments and and views and because i questioned the guy right and everyone was like team polyev and i'm like okay he's saying all the good things and yeah. i really hope that he does execute on all these things i really do hope that he does that and that he does change this country. But based on the last seven, however the fuck Trudeau's been in power, and look at the United States as well, because they're a good example. Sure. Uh, based on the lies and manipulations that you were told by one set of government, what makes you think that the Lord Savior is coming in now and is going to change that and be right. that much There's different? No There's no fucking promise. Right. It, you're going to have to go on faith that Pierre is going to come back, come in. I believe that what the election for him is this month, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. September 10th. So next week. Yeah. I so I presume that he's going to be elected uh, conservative leadership. Yeah. It's going to come down to whether or not we can convince anyone in the Democrats, uh, sorry, in the liberals or the NDP to vote uh, against Trudeau and call a vote of non-confidence. Otherwise, yeah. we have Trudeau for another two fucking years. And, and who knows what that guy's going to do to Canada in the next two years. And th that's one of the things I want to touch on, because we talk talked about business and investing and all that stuff. How does a government like this, the one that we currently have, affect... Like, I know that you're so, you're on a, such a good growth rate, and growth rate because of the hard work that you and your team put in, but how does it affect the ability to run a business? Right. Well, there are things that are happening, you know, globally that uh, that do affect us, like cargo containers, uh, shipping, cost of fuel. All these things affect your bottom line. Yeah. But at the end of the day, no matter what somebody throws at you, you got to you got to be smart enough to kind of see it coming. And if you can't see it coming, you got to be able to weather the blow and rise above it and continue on your course. 
because I think a lot of people forget, like they see a successful entrepreneurs and businessmen, but they're a victim to inflation too, right? It's not like you're running Bezos level fucking Richie Rich money here, right? Yeah. You're, you're still, like you said, when fuel goes up, it increased your shipping costs. It increased, yeah. and in turn, that means you're like, well, do I want to pay for more shipping or do I want to invest that money and bring in product lines here and produce it on my own? And those are the hard business decisions you have to make. And sometimes that sinks a fucking company, right? Yeah. Like, I'll, I like to use this example because they're going to go under and Peloton, right? They were going to go under? I think they're going to go under. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a reason why. Because I've studied their company because I was interested in making an investment. I don't believe in their product. I'm happy that they put something out there that people are exercising and doing better. Yeah. But they were incredibly profitable in the first year of the pandemic. Yeah. Hence, hence, people were locked down. They needed a new option. It provided a, a pseudo sense of community. Uh, it, they had this, this fucking bike. And then they went and they made a huge investment and bought a bunch of fucking factories because they wanted to put out the treadmill. Then yeah. their tr treadmill starts killing toddlers because it was terribly produced. Yeah. And, now, and now they have to restructure the whole company. And the... They've they've got rid of the delivery services. They had their own fucking vans going around. Now they have third party that out, and they're one of the the companies that I think, like when we talked about growth and innovation, they took growth and they fucked it up. They tried to buy too much too fast. Yeah, they, they didn't. They they had a great product, but they didn't perfect the product. Right? They had a a bike and a subscription service and then they like then they got a little you know they got a little erection they're like oh we got we were getting some fucking money here people were, and they didn't account for the factors that would happen after and especially you can't they rushed a treadmill to 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 market you can't put out like i've seen the design you can't put out a treadmill that has no guard on rail on the back and it's going to eat a ball up and that's what happened if you watch the video it's fucking frightening of these toddlers it ate exercise ball up and the toddler got stuck underneath right like and so i think they're gonna go under or I, the the best hope they have based on because they're a public company is yeah. um the best hope they have is someone like apple coming in and, and buying it out and taking it over but that that's a perfect example of, of yeah or amazon that's a perfect example of growing too fast and fucking it up right but what I wanted to also talk to you about is you're very open in how you feel about all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And that's a rare that's a rarity in big business now, right? Because this woke culture is penetrating every fucking company imaginable, right? Doesn't matter who you are. How do you avoid getting that woke culture infiltrating your business? Yeah. Right? Treat people fucking right. All right, don't capitulate to this bullshit. Why are we fucking bending down to 1% of the population that are just whining about shit, yeah. right? Be good to people, that's it. Just fucking be good. I'm not going, like, I respect whatever. If you want to tell me today, you know, Bruce, I identify as a plant. Okay, Ash, today you're a plant. But don't think that I actually believe you're a fucking plant, okay? Yeah. I'm going to respect you and I'm going to, I'm not going to try and convince you of the error of your ways. But at the end of the day, dude, you're not a fucking plant, right? So be kind to people, be yeah. respectful to people, but stop this fucking bowing down to these whiny fucks that are just trying to, this whole cancel culture pisses me off. And you know what's a little disappointing? Rogan is sort of 
he's sort of getting involved in this cancer culture. He's he's toning himself down a little bit. Yeah, from time a, little, to time. a little bit. Yeah, I, I, and I see that too. And you're not wrong about that. And uh, the one of the things, have you heard about this quiet quitting thing? No. Okay, so it's like I just found out about it. One of my my clients told me about it. She works for a big bank, and she was telling me there's this new phenomenon. It's called quiet quitting. So it's where workers, instead of, you know, in the past, you would uh, go above and beyond to make it to the next level. and Yeah, to, um, you fucking got to. Exactly. And now it's because they feel underappreciated and they're just going to work to their pay grade. So they're going to be doing whatever is the bare minimum. They're not going to answer emails or anything. Outside oh, yeah, after out. 5 o'clock bullshit. Yeah, and it's called, it's this phenomenon of quiet quitting. It's like a silent way of protesting that you should be treated better and all that kind of shit and yeah, yeah. look with that buds here's what's <laughs> gonna happen ash i'm sending you an email and you're gonna respond back to me uh sorry bruce i don't respond after 5 p.m i sent that same email to this person and i get a response when it comes to elevating somebody's career who do you think i'm gonna fucking pick you or that other person yeah you're gonna pick the other person 100 percent. so you want to do the bare minimum that's all you're gonna be in society or at your job or at your business. And that will equate to you doing your own fucking thing. Yeah. If you want to be an entrepreneur and do your own business, but you're going to do the bare fucking minimum to get by, good luck to you. You're never going to make it. You're never going no to fucking you're way. Chew up and swallow you up in, a, in an instant. But it's it's like a thing. And it's a, it's a part of this like little woke cancel culture thing. And the other problem I have with what's going on is like, okay, we're, we're, we know what's going on now. We know how this virus is playing out. We know what the government corruption is going on. Yeah. We still have a bunch of people who don't want to show up to work. They yep. don't, they don't want, they don't want to show up there. They like, they don't want to like my, my, uh, do you know who Peter Schiff is? The gold guy. He, he sells no. a lot of gold. He's a big gold guy. He, and he runs a really great channel. Um, and he's a huge millionaire, billionaire guy. But one of the things he was saying, is when you go to a job interview and you get the job, you sign a contract, right? And the contract says that whatever the fucking outline of your job, these are things that you've agreed to. Like, for example, these workers that are not wanting to go back downtown to go to their job, when you sign your employment contract, it said you fucking show up in office. This was an extremely extreme, a different circumstance. Yeah. But you agreed to these set of things. Like now as a businessman yourself, do you kind of go along with that? Like if you have a worker, or I, I'm sure you have a great team around you, but if you have a worker that, you know, wants to go back on what they signed on, does that, does that piss you yeah. off? How would you feel if I go back on what I fucking honored to pay you for? Yeah, exactly. It works both ways, bud. Yeah. If you're not coming into work, then uh, I'm going to, you're going to be let go. Yeah. And, and and we've had experiences like this. I need people. First of all, I think people need to be with one another. When you're brainstorming ideas, I don't want to do it over fucking Zoom or yeah. over the phone. I, I like the camaraderie that you you have in in having a family, and, and you know, because your 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 business, you know, associates should be family to you. You're with them fucking eight hours, ten hours a day. So that being said. Um, I think that if someone doesn't want to come in into work, then I don't want you. I don't want you at the work. I don't want you at anyone who's not happy being with perfect sports. I don't want them there. Yeah. So basically you like 
you like in, in your culture and your your business and how you guys got to believe if you don't want to fucking come in because of whatever x y and z government pushing you can take yourself elsewhere and fucking work yeah yeah and the other thing i want to touch on because we're both toxic males right uh yes and i'm white too <laughs> yeah yeah I'm white heterosexual male i'm fucked with money apparently i'm racist because i uh i'm a toxic male and i'm married to a white person so i'm white privileged so that that, yeah. that that puts me in another uh but one of the things that like we both love to fight we both love to train we both love business i love to shoot i just got my fucking gun license i've been shooting my i've had my license for years i am a typical toxic male in terms of in terms of the 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 current uh culture um but i don't think i am i'm not toxic at all i think i'm just being a man uh i think that toxic masculinity is is fucking bullshit too yeah we're raising a bunch of soft motherfuckers yeah that that whole toxic masculinity to me is insane and i have yet to see any example so you need to tell me a guy who beats up a, a woman that's not toxic masculinity that's a fucking asshole yeah right when you have strength it, it you don't abusing it that's toxic yeah. but that's not being a man right when you have strength you use it to uh help other people when inspire you have strength other. you use it to inspire other people bring other people up protect other people you know i'm still a guy that believes in opening the door for the female in being there to protect and love her if that makes me toxic then fuck you go find a guy that drinks soy lattes yeah <laughs> well what like you just said one of the things that pisses me off is I, my old football coach used to get mad at me because I, I wouldn't hold a door open for people. So I do it now all the time, for even for men. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll hold the door open. One of the things that pisses me off is I'll hold the door open for someone twice because there's fucking two doors to my building or there's two doors. And they'll just walk out. And, I'll, and I'm like, you're, and, and I've gone to the point now where I say, I'm like, you're welcome. That's right? what I do. That's what I do. Because like, I'm respectful until I'm disrespected. And then I'm an asshole. Exactly. And yeah. we, we live in a society where it's like people are, especially in Canada, and I can't attest to this for other countries because I don't live there, but we live in a society where people feel very entitled to things, right? 100, like, man. They feel, they feel entitled like, oh, yeah, you should open the door for me because you're a man. No, bitch, I opened the door for you because I'm a nice fucking person. I don't need to right. fucking open the door for you. There has been and yet that very same female will chastise you for opening that door. Yeah, I can open my own fucking door. I don't need you to open my door. And but I believe that you need me to do good things just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, you need to be good to people, not with any expectation of getting it back, but because because we've been blessed in our lives. We're we're fortunate. We're healthy. We're making money. Uh, and you need to be good and you need to pay back the universe. And you can look at the universe as any kind of uh, doctrine or religion that you believe in. But if you've been blessed in your life, you need to do good. You need to make make it square with the universe. And that message that you sent there, how do we, uh, like, it, it's, it's such a hard thing to put into perspective now because we're like, I, you've lived here your whole life and so have I. Yeah. And I, I've seen, the most drastic change in human beings that I've ever seen yep. in the last three years. The last two years. Yeah. And I, I'm having a hard time putting into perspective how we can get change back to where people are 
are nice to each other again. How, 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 Honestly, how... bro, I, I think that's going to be very fucking hard. As much as I have belief in the human spirit, and I, 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 it's unfortunate that we have become so divided as a society on so many things. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the problem is, is the is social media is, is like pushing that fucking social agenda. Yeah. You mask wear, non-mask wear. And it, it seems like with social media that the more they'll, they'll put something very toxic. Uh, for example, I got into a huge argument on Facebook yesterday because they're remaking uh, The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. And they're using a black uh, actress to play Ariel, the typically white redhead. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking Disney keeps pushing this this woke agenda. I don't have a problem with a black mermaid, but why come up with something original, man? Come up with a new story that it's a black mermaid. Like, why are we just pushing this agenda? And I think they do it to a certain degree just to create that conflict, to create that sort of animosity, to divide society and to get more eyeball eyeballs on these posts. And well, that's sad to me, man. You want me to fight you to, for your entertainment. And, and it, they use political things like uh, racism is always used. It comes around once every four years for a reason. It's political kindling. It's political currency. Yep. Uh, um, and like I, I, I tell this to everybody that I meet. I, I'm a colored person. I'm apparently one of the people that are being uh, hard done by by life. No, that's not fucking true. That yeah, is, I don't well, agree with that philosophy. That, 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 people believe they're victims. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a victim. All right. No. My 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 mom and dad immigrated to this country from a poor fucking country, Guyana, and worked their ass off to give me a fucking life. And I have a great life. I had a fucking great life. And where I'm at right now, I had to work incredibly hard for it. I no point was I ever racially attacked. If somebody didn't want to hire me because of my fucking skin color. Do you think I want to work for that fucker anyway? Well, that says more about them than it does about exactly. Here's we're here. building a generation of fucking victims. We are creating a generation of weak people. Yeah. Well, I can't do it because of this. Uh, I'm my gender, my sexual preference. It's not my fault. Oh, bullshit. You want something? You go out there and fucking get it, regardless of what it is that you may consider a cross to bear. Yeah, you and can achieve whatever it is you fucking want in life, no matter what it is. If you want it, you got to pay the price to get it and just never stop until you get it. So and, fuck this victim philosophy. Fuck, and and, and they'll, they'll, they'll say systemic racism, right? And I, I don't yeah. think there's no, it's not systemic racism. It's systemic oppression. It goes back to our conversation where we had before. And when you're going in through school, when you're going through the education system, they're teaching you that you're a victim. They're teaching you how to not make money, how not to be independent, how not to be financially uh, literate. Like, right. you, know, you know how many people are 25-year-olds and don't understand that simple bank uh, analogy that I gave earlier where you don't actually ever see or own your money, right? And those, so you're not systemically racist. It's just the, the system is designed to keep you in a certain place. And it's up to us as entrepreneurs and we're having these conversations to fucking bring it out there. You're not systemically racist. Nobody gives a fuck if you're white, black, orange, yellow, fucking anything. Like you said, if you want to come and work with Bruce and you want to do great things at his company, pull up your fucking socks, get your ass to the office and innovate and do the things you need to do to become a fucking I don't care about your race, your preference, your ideologies. 
do your fucking job, commit yourself to doing a great job and you will grow with the company. Yeah. Right? I don't believe in, in, in victimhood. I think, I think that's a very, very dangerous road. We're taking people down. And while we wrap this, the wrap this up right now, I wanted to kind of ask what is as a Canadian entrepreneur, a very successful businessman and given all the turmoil and stuff, what is your vision for this country in terms of where you want it to go and where you want like perfect sports to fit into that? Perfect sports is going to be the number one global supplement company in the world. That's like in my head, I've already, that's a done deal. So now I'm just going through the steps to get there in terms of what I'd like to see for Canada. I'd like to see some people, I'd like to see us as a society come together. I'd like to see us less divided. I'd like, and it, this sounds very foo-foo-ish for me to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to get in a circle and fucking kumbaya and shit. But, <laughs> like, we got to stop being so divided, man. We, we need, hey, baby. Ah, it's my other one. <laughs> there it is. Needed some attention. Yeah. Uh, we need to start looking out for one another and stop, you know, hating each other. And I, and, it's, it's a political tool, and I, I hate to see that. But at the end of the day, there's going to be all this bullshit that's going on around you. You got to focus on what it is that you want and just go and get it. Fuck all the bullshit, all right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, and in a myriad of ways, it's always going to be there. So you can't get distracted by the mosquitoes. You got to yeah. focus on what it is you want and just keep going until you get, it in, or get what you want. There you go. Beautiful way to, to wrap this up. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find Perfect Sports, where they can reach out to you if they have to. They want to just fucking. I, mean, I, I love talking to people on Facebook or Instagram. It's at Bruce Calero. Perfect Sports is available in stores all across Canada, and we're now in thirty countries. And uh, PerfectSports.com. There you but go. Yeah, I love, I love hearing from people, unless you're a fucking idiot, in which case I just won't answer you. All right. And, and I'm going to say this too. Fucking everyone keeps telling me what a great job I'm doing. Show some fucking love. Subscribe to the fucking channel. Throw some likes. Don't be a dick. You'll, every time I see somebody, they're always like, oh, you're doing a great job. Then fucking subscribe, you assholes. Nice. Show some fucking love. Anyway, thank you, Bruce, for doing thank this. You. I appreciate your time. And he's got one of the best. I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. I've used his product line. It's fucking fantastic. I'm an athlete. I'm making my return soon and I'm using your stuff and it's nice. helping me uh, make my way back to the cage. So thank you, Bruce, for everything that you're doing and keep, uh, keep living the dream, brother. I'm going to keep watching. Hey, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to the Grands My Gears podcast. Please head over to Spotify. Make sure you like and subscribe as well as head over to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and the like on the video as well. And head over to gmg podcast.com to get all up-to-date info on the podcast as well as other special things that we have on that website gmg